In just eight short months, the world has become an extremely different place. This is due to COVID-19. According to COVID19facts.com, COVID-19 is the disease identified as the cause of an outbreak of respiratory illness first detected in Wuhan, China. That was in January of this year. That outbreak did not take long to travel overseas to the United States and led to our country declaring a public health emergency in February and a national emergency in March. The virus has caused worldwide travel bans, financial crisis, multiple mandates, quarantines, sickness, and even death, but especially the end to everyday life as we know it. Now, in this podcast, we are not going to focus on the facts of what has led us here, but more on the experiences. This is a worldwide pandemic, and while everyone is going through this, not everyone has had the same experiences or the same perspectives. These are the perspectives of a pandemic. Hey guys, and welcome back to Perspectives of a Pandemic. Today, I am sitting with William Chambra, and we are talking a little bit about his perspective with COVID-19. Now, his perspective is a little different compared to last episode's perspective, but it's kind of similar. William, can you kind of tell me a little bit about your experience with the pandemic? So, uh, being that personally, I don't have any sort of like respiratory illness or anything like that the virus, when I did get it, it didn't last nearly as long as the time you have to take to quarantine to get it out of your system. So only for like the first two to three days did I really feel anything remotely, like feel even sick at all. It was pretty bad, like the first day, day and a half. But after that, it's it very rapidly got better. And by like the third or fourth day, I didn't even notice that it was there. And I just was able to act like I would if I didn't have it at all. So how did you know that you contracted the coronavirus? So we had gone to an event at uh, one of our brother's house. And somebody who had shown up there, turns out that their roommate ended up having it. So they let us know. And then there was a group text with everybody that was there letting us know that it is very much possible that we could have it. Mm-hmm. And so when I had gone into work that Monday, I noticed that I had a little bit of a cough and receiving that text, I personally am very much like I'm very over reactive to getting sick or like at least with this because mm-hmm. of what I had heard about it prior. Right. I didn't want to even take the chance, so I immediately excused myself or asked to be excused from work to go home because if it was that which it very much could have been considering we were in close proximity, we were drinking. uh, So I just wanted to make sure that I didn't put anyone that I worked with at risk as well. Mm -hmm. And turns out I was correct when I went home and then I went get tested the next day. I don't remember exactly like the exact string of people that got it, but friend of a friend's roommate went get tested whenever she, I think she went on some trip or something along the lines. And so when she got back, she felt sick, went get tested her roommate let us know, and then we acted accordingly. So you said your your throat was feeling a little bit scratchy. Did you feel like you had any symptoms before you went tested, or did you only get tested because of um, like the knowledge that you were um, like in contact with someone who also had coronavirus? I did. I did feel very much fatigued the next morning, like after that I excused myself. I didn't really feel it that day, uh, but waking up the next morning, it just felt horrible, like had a cough, shortness of breath, fatigue. Uh, So I decided to go get tested and it turns out, yeah, that I did have. 
how many days would you say that you felt really bad? Like scale of one to 10, you know, I kind of feel like I'm at doctor's office right now. Scale of one <laughs> to 10, how bad would you rate your pain? Um, the first day, I would say like a seven, seven or an eight. Mm -hmm. But I am definitely one to like, I will go out even if I am sick or mm -hmm. like I don't get deterred by that. And it didn't feel any worse than like a normal sickness would. But just the ability for this to be spread made me want to be more cautious or of course made me more cautious and not putting other people at risk is definitely something that I did not want to happen. But yeah, no, I de it definitely didn't really affect me as much, which makes sense given that like it affects people with respiratory illnesses or something or anything along those lines so me not feeling it to the level that i've heard it being felt it made sense so you felt kind of like a seven mm -hmm. did it get worse as the days went on or no it, it it only peaked i would say so like felt really bad and then kind of stayed at that level but i mostly slept that day so like because I'll, I'll try to sleep it off which mm -hmm. kind of helped because like it only took like the amount of a day for it to go down from that severe level what was the uh like method of treatment for the coronavirus i know there's not really there's definitely not a vaccine but like did they have they gave me something along i think it was some uh along the lines of some kind of painkiller okay because honestly there wasn't anything specific i just took advil and ibuprofen to help which i've heard i don't remember exactly which one i think it's ibuprofen it doesn't really you're not supposed to take it but it didn't really like the it was only just to numb the the pain of the illness more so than just anything to cure something specific that was going wrong with my body. Right. What did you do from the moment you got tested? Did you have to quarantine for so long and then yeah. you tested? What was the steps? Uh, so the guidelines that were given to me were that two weeks from the day that you were tested positive, you had, I had to stay home. So I work from home. Luckily, I have a uh, a computer and I was able to do that and they, and my work was lucky and or was gracious enough to allow me to do that honestly the biggest thing for me was like loss of appetite mm -hmm. not uh that probably lasted the longest which is unfortunate because I love food uh that was unfortunate but yeah no as far as I just took the time that was needed probably could have gone in a little early but I'd rather not wait until for sure that I would get a negative test because I would not be allowed to be back at work and back at whatever without the negative test to ease my mind yeah. and to, and of course that it's necessary right to so not you, yeah for the for the company that i was working for. so you waited for the negative test and mm -hmm. you kind of like stepped out into, mm -hmm. so you're a student at ul with your time of uh quarantine and then your time with actually having the coronavirus how was that with having to make up those classes or, or those labs how was that with the university was that um, a problem or no, it wasn't really a problem. Uh, I wasn't actually in school at the time. It was over the summer. Oh, okay. Which was lucky. But uh, so I was just working my internship. But yeah, no, uh, I didn't. Re I wasn't really. I wasn't in school at the time. So you got the coronavirus still pretty early on. I mean, I know all of this really started in January, but it was like March when everything kind of went down. So summer is just a few months. Yeah, later. it was. It was the first week of July uh, when I contracted it. Uh, so it was like really starting to pick up i think mm -hmm. uh around that time i'm not sure exactly of the timeline of coronavirus mm -hmm. but i imagine like um that's when more cases started popping up i think bars i can't remember exactly the timeline of when they started closing but i don't remember them fully being closed uh this was a house party which we tried to do to uh prevent anything like this happening but you can't always control who comes right, who to comes everything goes. yeah yeah friends of friends but i bet that was pretty 
scary because I'm trying to put my like put myself back in the mindset of where I was in July and how I thought about the coronavirus pandemic and that was still I guess it was still pretty early on with the information I mean all of this is still pretty early on with the information mm -hmm. and it's still new and every day we're still learning more and more information about the coronavirus so I feel like it's never a good thing to contract the coronavirus <laughs> pandemic like it's always really scary but especially back then when there was still very limited information about what happens when you contract it so that must have been horrifying yeah it was but like actually getting it and being doing more research on it because mm -hmm. before i just wrote it off as like something that what it's not gonna affect me i mean if we're taking the precautions that we are to not get it by having house parties by limiting the amount of people that i'm seeing by mm -hmm. quarantining as long as we did up until that point uh but then having it and it not really affecting me as much as the average person would be or somebody like i said before with the uh, types of illnesses that they may have prior uh it was just i almost saw it as like a silver lining that all right i've had it and uh, there's also talk of like antibodies that you get when mm -hmm. you get it so i tried to look at the bright side yeah I mean, I feel like it's all we can do right now. Yeah. Especially in 2020, just look at the bright Yeah, it's side. getting dimmer, but the bright side. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, okay, so after getting the coronavirus. the coronavirus, yes. Yeah, after contracting the coronavirus, thank you. Mm -hmm. Did your views change at all from before contracting it to after contracting it? Not really, other than the fact that I didn't see it as... I, okay, I would say I didn't see it as serious as I thought it was before, but then again, like, I realized... It, that like any disease it's a case-to-case -case basis mm -hmm. so like i can't just write it off i can write it off for myself given that the, it didn't affect me as much as it would normally would but you, you never know and i wanted i definitely did not want to put anyone like my parents or anybody older that would be more susceptible to what it can do mm -hmm. at risk right so something that i like to ask in uh these episodes i like to bring up Kind of a phrase that you hear all over the media and just every day surrounding this pandemic <laughs> is <laughs> yeah. uh new normal how do you feel about that phrase do you think because of this pandemic we're gonna see a new normal or do you think it's gonna all go back to the way it was eventually i think eventually it'll get back to normal um but there will always be that caution to prevent something like that happening again Mm -hmm. So, like, it will take time for people to fully be comfortable with things going back to normal, which is unfortunate because I think the reason that things got as bad as they did is that people tried to rush bringing things back to normal. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think if people would have just taken the time necessary, like, there are some countries that you could you hear about, like, I've heard about, uh, I can't remember specifically, I think it was New Zealand, where they took, I don't remember how long it was, I think it was three to four weeks, maybe a month of absolute shutdown mm -hmm. and while that may have looked bad on like the economy and stuff i think overall it's going to benefit to take the dip and then slowly climb back up as opposed to just slowly dropping down continuously mm -hmm. and then never i mean taking even longer there's still no estimate i mean people are saying estimated end times for when the coronavirus will fully be gone but the date is just getting pushed back every day you said you think it's eventually going to go back to normal. When do you think that will be? <laughs> I mean, I'm hopeful, but I, I wish I knew more. But I'd hope by, like, next summer. I'd give it, like, a full year. Mm -hmm. Like, a full year from start to finish uh, for things to get back to normal. But it's just all about the resources and time put into it. As well as people not 
taking it lightly because diseases tend to like evolve from just the normal like essentially like how medicine gets better at fighting diseases diseases get stronger at dealing with ways to combat them Mm -hmm. so like if people are continuously getting it then it's only gonna it'll it'll only get harder and harder to solve the problem i mean i think you're right like you said earlier you know we just gotta look at the bright side and yeah, it does look it does look like it's getting a bit bit dimmer every yeah. day, but we just gotta stay hopeful and mm-hmm. that's really all we can do. But thank you so much for sharing your perspective for and sure. your experience. I'm happy that you're happy and healthy now and yeah. you know, I'm sorry that you had to experience COVID nineteen at all, but mm-hmm. uh, thankfully it wasn't a very serious case and you're doing much better now. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening in to episode four of Perspectives of a Pandemic. I hope you stick around to listen to episode five, which is the final episode to this podcast series. Thanks again, and as always, no matter what your perspective is, make sure you're doing what you need to do to stay safe. See you next time in episode five.